This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Charlie Reimer covered the Masters last week for the folks at Westwood One Radio. It's always great to have Charlie back on the Augusta Golf Show. Uh, Charlie, how are you? John, I'm doing great. It's been uh, a tough year for a lot of people. I know for a lot of different reasons. It's been tough on me. I actually had COVID this summer. And I heard I really that. Bad. And, it, and, it, and it, yeah. it hit you hard, didn't it? Yeah, it hit me really hard. In fact, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm still not 100%. I got out of the hospital July 1st. And um, I mean, listen, I can function and all that, but my lung capacity is not quite to back to where it was. My uh, energy isn't quite back to where it was. It's high, high enough to function, but um, I, I it, it's it's taken a little while to get back on track. But um, I uh, uh, learned a lot going through it and afterwards. And and uh, you know when you sort of facing down, um, you have a situation where you're a little concerned you might not make it out. It makes you think a little bit differently about some things. And, and uh, yeah, I'd say I'm a little bit different person after going through that than before. And, you know, all that ends up being good. But it sure wasn't much fun going through it, I can tell you. Mm. See, it, it, on a personal note, it would be the residual stuff like you just described that would concern me. Um, because I, 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 I'd like to think not that I'm, not that I'm a superhero, but I, I'd bounce back and, and you're telling me it's, it's kind of hard to bounce back. Well, here's what's crazy about it. My, my wife is a nurse and, um, you know, she's sort of on the front lines with this thing. And, and, um, obviously she knows a lot more about it than, than I do, but it's just different for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of the symptoms are the same, but some people, they don't even know it. For example, she had it and she had zero symptoms. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even have tested for it if I hadn't have gotten it. And, and she, she had me quarantined here in the house was taking care of me. And it got to the point where my oxygen level got down and it got to about 87 and I started turning purple and was having some difficulty breathing. And she, she knew it was time to go to the hospital and and um, of course, I, you know, being stubborn, I'm like, I'm not going to the damn hospital. That's where people go to die. Well, yeah, and that's the dumbest thing you can say when you've got this thing. Because believe me, they've got some great tools in the hospital. And here in Merle's Inlet, South Carolina, our uh, hospital, Waccamaw Hospital, uh, they they had the latest and greatest. And once they got that stuff going, and me, my numbers started turning turning around. And I, I think if I hadn't gone into the hospital, or, or certainly if the if the meds uh, hadn't uh, hadn't worked, I think the next step was going on that respirator, and that's that's yeah. not a good place to be. So, but uh, so everybody listening, just be smart about it. I really believe me, I'm not into politics on any of this stuff, but just just be smart in how you deal with it because it is very real. And if you're one of the unlucky few and you get severe symptoms, they are very severe, folks. So on a, uh, how are you different, Charlie? On a serious note, what, 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 where, how are you different? Well, I just changed some priorities afterwards, and and uh, one of the first things I did when I was feeling up to it is, is uh, I drove, I got in my pickup truck, and I drove over to Tennessee, and I basically kidnapped my dad. We went fishing for a few days, hmm. and uh, I told him that before I came over there, I said, "When's the last time we've been fishing?" He said, "I can't remember." I said, "Well." We're going fishing, and we're going to do a lot more of it. And and so just coming out of coming out of dealing with that thing, you know, just sort of 
put my life's priorities in order and I'm going to spend the time that I have and hopefully there's years and years and years and years left, but I'm going to spend it doing things that are productive, things that help other people or things that I enjoy doing with people I want to be with. And I'm not just going to spend my gears and waste time and waste days piddling around, you know, on your phone, messing around, not getting anything done or doing something in a pretty place or with people you want. That's what I'm really trying to stick to. Good for you. Good for you. We're talking with Charlie Reimer here on the Augusta Golf Show. Um, how many years have you been doing the radio? Uh, this year was my 12th consecutive year uh, being the, the lead analyst for Westwood One. And, and um, it's, it's been so much, so much fun for me because my master's always ended on Sunday listening to the radio, going mm-hmm. back to when I was five years old. That's when I first went to the Masters, and my dad would have me down there, and he, he'd been there all week entertaining customers, and he, he was in sales, and and uh, he was worn out by the time Sunday hit, and we'd watch the leaders go through, hit their tee shot at 12, go around the corner on 13, and he'd say, come on, we're going to beat the traffic. Well, we beat the damn traffic all right, John. <laughs> we're going out of there. And I'm in the back almost crying. You know, go, hey, Ken, what do you want to end? And he's like, yeah, but look, we're making great time. And, and so... That's, so I, I listened to the to the Masters on the radio. I didn't get a chance to watch it on Sundays on TV as a radio. So in my mind, of course, this year was a little different. But most years, I, I, I felt like I was talking to the kid in the back of the car who's ready to cry, going home and doesn't want to go home. But he's making great time getting there. Beat such, the traffic. That's such a dad thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did, so life goes full circle like that sometimes. Absolutely. You know? What um, obviously it was weird. Obviously, it was very different. What did patrons? What what did you think was the the, the strangest thing last week? Well, um, it, it was just the vibe. I, I didn't I didn't see you there, for example. And the thing about the Masters for uh, those of us in the media, and, I, and I'm sure you'll agree with this. There, there's a rhythm to it. Yep. You see the same people on the same day, and it's. Uh, champions dinner it's the par three it's it's a ceremonial first tee shot it's it's uh you know it's all of that and and i in fact this year is the first year in 11 years i had stayed in the same house i've stayed at over at at westlake i Mm -hmm. stayed in a different house and and uh it 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 was just it was different The, the effort made by the club uh, the 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 members the the staff the players is it it Herculean to get this thing done and I, listen I'm very appreciative that that we got a chance to play the Masters I think it's so important for society to have the opportunity to just dig into something other than what's going on outside their house and and sports does that and the Masters in particular does that so I think it's really important but just the, the overall vibe was was different um not not in a negative way it was just different yeah there's just something about the masters is sort of uh, it and it's an april thing and it's you know you've cleaned out your closet the week before and and, and, and it's like you know winter's over the masters is here and and you know i'm i'm really hopeful that as a country when we get to this coming april we will have had we will have had vaccine distribution we we will have had a fresh start with a lot of things and it'll really really feel like we're coming out of a deep hard cold winter and be able to all come together and celebrate it like we traditionally do but even 
a bigger celebration than than normal uh, because of the times that we've gone through. I hear you. I I, I share your sentiment, but I. I'm just a little concerned. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, it's going to be right around the corner. We're going to be here. Yeah. April will be here before we know it. Yeah. Well, you know, the good times are coming again, and and uh, I might be a little optimistic on April. Maybe we get up into the summer before it hits. That's fine. But it just seems like uh, you know the news I'm reading about the vaccine it seems to be positive. It's, it's going to be this one or that one or the other one, and at some point, you know, we'll get back into normal footing. Uh, like you, I've had a lot of time, done a lot of reading, and I, I know the last pandemic, 1918, 1919. I mean, this one's been tough, but that one, we lost 30% of the global population. So um, humanity's gone through it before and come out shining, and, and uh, we're going to go through it again, and we're going to come out shining, and I, and I just can't wait for it to happen. I assume there's no doubt in your mind that the best player won the Masters. Yeah, if I told you anything other than that, I'd be absolutely crazy, which could be the case. But uh, <laughs> it was actually it was actually fun for Westwood One and uh, the, the the whole network there that that we were working for last week. We air over on SiriusXM as well, and and uh, but I always do a preview show. And I think uh, eleven straight years, you know, the last thing they want you to do on Wednesday nights pick a winner. I think I was zero for eleven and. And now I'm one for twelve, Whoa. and uh, it was it was fun. I do another rap show on Sunday night, and they and they actually had the recording, and, and they gave me credit. And so I, I was, uh, I, I just had a feeling coming into the week that that Dustin, watching what he did on Sunday in Houston uh, before he came to Augusta, he closed with a sixty-five and got in contention. I've been a little concerned that that he was uh, ha- having gone through COVID myself. That he he was going to have some residual effects, but but obviously he didn't, and uh, he he just uh, he just sort of felt like his time. And I know everybody's complaining. Well, the Masters was a little boring. Yes, a little boring because he he didn't give anybody else a shot. You know, maybe early on Sunday when he he made bogeys at four and five, the lead got down to one. And well, maybe this thing is going to be interesting. But he hit this great tee shot at six, made the putt, and it was a two shot swing there. And then it was just, it was just a coronation after that. But, uh, Dustin is, he's, uh, very unbothered as a golfer and, uh, he, he probably doesn't get enough credit for the hard work that he puts in on his game in particular, his putting and his, and his wedge play. And that, and that, that along with figuring out how to cut it off the tee is, is what got him originally to number one in the world. And, and, uh, uh, he, he's back there now, and I and I think John, he actually has a shot in watching the game. He he just doesn't have any, he just doesn't have any weak points in that game, and and I think for the first time in a long time, as long as he can stay healthy and we we'll, we keep playing golf, that he's got a chance to separate himself, uh, but from the pack, we we haven't had to, number one in the world has sort of been a by committee really since Tiger had a death grip on it for so long, and. And uh, DJ, I think, has a chance to get a little separation from from the rest of the world. I don't. I a lot of things come to mind with 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 Dustin Charlie. I I don't know. I don't know that I could think of another golfer with twenty five wins that 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 doesn't get the credit for the twenty five wins. I don't know that I could think of another golfer who has won at least a golf tournament. Every year for like fourteen years, we I don't know if we think of other things when we think of Dustin or. And here's the other thing: it, it winning 
winning does seem to solve everything. It has seemed to me for the last six or seven years, the thing that we criticized Dustin about his his seemingly lack of caring, his, the things rolling off his back. You start winning, mm-hmm. and those are now attributes. You know, those are now good things. Well, I, I'll make two points on that. N- number one, he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he makes it look so easy. Mm. You know, when, when you when you physically go stand by him, I'm six five. I look at him eye to eye. We've got slightly different bodies. <laughs> slightly. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I ain't never dunked a basketball, and he could go out and do it right now. And and uh, But watching him play, he he just makes it look so incredibly easy. And, and this is a future Hall of Famer. Easy. You know, first ballot, unanimous. He's got to go in because he's got a lot more work to do before before he comes up and, and – and I, I don't know, and, and you make a great point about looking at his record, and he, he's he's won pretty much, I forget the exact stat, but I believe he's won every year that he's had his PGA Tour card, or maybe from that first win forward, he's won every year. And and with the two majors now, and and yeah, listen, they don't give majors out. They're not easy. I mean, you, you can't really say there's a well, floodgates open. He's going to win a lot of majors now. It just doesn't work that way, but... I, he's going to win more than what he's got right now. I, I'd put a lot of money on that. Um, but the, but the other thing is the whole, the whole um, you know, watching him struggle, the the cities made the the uh, Pebble Beach, the first U.S. Open that it looked like he, he would run away with it, the situation at at Kohler. I, I know he's had four or fifty four hole leads, and and this uh, coming into this past week this is the first one he. He uh, converted, but all the people that I know, and here in South Carolina, I know a lot of people are close to him. Is it doesn't bother him? And I thought, eh, really? Uh, yeah, he's got him some level. Like, no, it doesn't bother, doesn't bother him one bit. And he he's the only one that really seemed unbothered about the fact <laughs> that he ought to be bothered. And he just keeps it. He just keeps it simple. And that and that's something that works. I, I had him on uh, on live television. Uh, one day doing an interview, and, and you know, I asked him, I, I said, DJ, you, you cut the ball off the tee. You said it straight or turn. How'd you do that? And and he's got a driver in his hand. We're on a range. He's hitting a few balls. And and uh, he said, well, I just um, aim farther left and cut it. <laughs> and that's all he would give me. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all you he know, does. Yeah, what I that's what I do now. Yeah. And and people go, well, it's got to be more complicated than that. Well, it might be for some people. Maybe it shouldn't be. But it's definitely not more complicated than that for Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you. And I, I don't want you selling yourself short, Charlie. I don't think... I don't think Dustin could do the damage to a barbecue plate or some hash and rice that you can do. I, I just don't sell yourself I, short. I, I don't. I don't want to compete with him at anything. Huh. Huh. <laughs> um, but if I did, it might be at the table. What um, kind of an odd question because he ne- never really factored in. But I'm curious. What did you make of 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 the way Tiger played after making the ten on Sunday? And, and making the bird. I, he doesn't do anything anymore that surprises us, but I will tell you, Charlie, that surprised me a little bit. Well, the, the last conversation I had with Tiger Woods, and, and it's, this, it's, it's before he came back and went on this run that he's on now where um, he had the, the last surgery. And one of the things that, that I was talking to him about that 
I think maybe bothers him a little bit in golf is is you know now at forty four he he's old school mm-hmm. and and uh, I was just finishing up playing when Tiger was coming along. It's fun for me to talk to him because he doesn't look look to me as a member of the media. He looks to me as a player, which I I sort of think is pretty cool. <laughs> but um, he, he's like you know when we played and you know, he's Tiger talking to me when we played. You know that that gets me fired up and <laughs> and. Uh, it's like, you know, it was all about the grind. It was all about making the cut, making the cut, making the cut, putting yourself in position, always making the cut, never giving up anything. And that's that's the way he he looks at, at golf. And, and it drives him nuts to see. And if you look at the, the number of missed cuts in his entire career, basically when you take injury out of it, he, he's missed less than 10 cuts in his career. You throw the injuries in, I think the number is up around 20. But it's just so important for him to always bring it, to never give up anything, to grind it out. And when he looks at the way the game is played now by the younger players, it's it's blast away with the driver – if, if you get really hot with the driver, you, that's when you have your best weeks. If, if it's not finding the fairway or if it's bouncing off houses, you just miss a cut and you go home that week, and that's fine. And, and that's, it's not fine with him. And, and so when he made the 10 at 12 and then birdied five of the last six holes, you, you just saw that you know, he, he's, a, he's a competitor. I, I don't want to use the word warrior, warrior because that's, uh, that's, that's a whole other thing. But he, he's a fierce competitor. And and even though he's out there and he's always playing with some level of pain, you you can see him when the cameras aren't rolling. He, you know he'll give into it a little bit, but when a camera, he knows he's on camera. He, he it's, it's sort of the opposite of me. I'll limp. I'll limp when I know a camera's on me. <laughs> he's a, he's he's the other side of that. He'll be limping when the camera's off, and then suck it up when the camera's on. And and to just dig in there and and find those five birdies in the last six holes. It just shows you who he is, what's important to him, uh, his level of pain tolerance. Um, that's just that's just what Tiger Woods yeah. does, and, yeah. and that's a great example of it. Do you think he was hurting Sunday? Uh, yeah, I think he's always hurting to one yeah. degree or okay. another. Right. And and you know, if you if you watch him trying to get the ball out of the hole, yep. or so, it's a little bit here and a little bit yep. there, and it's subtle. And, he, and listen, he's never wanted to talk about injuries. I, I was following him at San Diego one year, not for an open, but for the regular tour event. And it was uh, Friday afternoon, and and uh, I walked the whole round with him, and we got finished. And and uh, yeah, I chatted with him some when we're out there, and he, he you know, he, he's funny. He likes to talk. And he's got a wonderful sense of humor. I mean, I didn't go over to him. He'd come over to me every now and then, and 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 uh, when you know when it was backed up, but. Before I do the post-round interview, um, we're, we're offline. I'm like, how's your knee? I, I won't give you the exact quote, but sure. basically he said, it's killing me. I left a couple of words out sure, there. Sure, understood. And, right, so then we go live, um, and I say, you know, ask him one question, and the next question was, hey, hey, Tiger, I saw you going to that left knee a little bit today. Is it bothering you? He goes, no, nope, it's just fine. Not bothering me one bit. It's perfect, as a matter of fact. And, and you know, that's just, a, you know, I mean, yeah. he's just not going to, just not going to tell you that it's bothering him when the camera's rolling. And, that, and that's, that's just who he is. I, you know, I'm right, wrong, otherwise, I and mean, you can make up your own mind on that. But 
that that's just he's not going to use physical pain as an excuse but it's it's always there i think hey before i let you go um and i know there's details to be worked out but you, you told me something really neat before we came on the radio and that um it, come spring you're back on television what can you tell us about that well, John, I've got a new show. It uh, looks like it's going to air on CBS Sports Network starting in April, and it has the best show of any show in the history of TV shows, and I'm sure you want to know what that is, don't you? The best title? Is that what you try? The best title of any yeah, TV? Yeah, okay. the name, name of the show. Best ever. Yeah. Um, you, you, you want to know what that is, don't go you? Go ahead. Yeah, that's the Charlie Reimer show. So uh, <laughs> Now, was, was, was there a large group of consultants around a big table that, that came there up with that large, name? Yeah, there was one large man who came up with that <laughs> name, but, but I'm, I'm very excited. It's, it's based here in Myrtle Beach, and I'm an ambassador for, for Myrtle Beach. We've got about 80 golf courses that we represent in the golf tourism business here, and I live here full-time now, and, and we're the golf capital of the world and uh, now we've got a tv show based here and and uh, uh we're gonna have some great folks some good storylines uh we'll do some interviews some golf tips i actually get in the kitchen i do a little bit of cooking and tell okay. some stories and, all right and uh so we we get off the beaten path on some things and uh we might not be in myrtle beach all the time but we're going to be based here and and uh, we've got the first eight episodes taped right now in fact they're in post-production and and uh, we'll start taping on the next eight, actually before the original air date, which is in April. So okay. hopefully by the time right. we start rolling in April, we'll have 16 shows ready to go. And I, I'm very excited about it. There'll be some laughs. There'll be some cool stuff. Maybe somebody will learn a thing or two. And, and uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun going through that whole process. Good for you. Good. For, I'm sorry, I forgot. What's the name of it? That's the Charlie Reimer Show. Good I think technically it's the Charlie Reimer golf show, but the fact of the matter is it's the Charlie Reimer, and then you know whatever comes after that. Yeah. Really yeah. He he is uh, Charlie Reimer, and whatever comes after that. Um, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, uh, I, I, I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're well. Stay safe. Stay well. And and thank you for taking the time to do this. My pleasure. Always great catching up with you, John.